Monica L. Garrison. Welcome to What's Your Why. I have a great show set up for you, lined up for you today. And um, I wanted to talk about um, speaking your truth and how important it is to speak your truth. And if you um, are feeling a certain way, it's best to tell that person or to express yourself as opposed to keeping it in. It's the best way that I've learned to deal with a lot of my emotions. Um, It's very interesting. One of the most somber things that is going on in my life, for those of you who don't know, is that um, I recently lost my mother and her birthday is coming up May 26. And I was thinking of all of the things that I didn't get to say and all of the things that were said when she lived. And um, we had some very great conversations um, towards the end of her life. And one of the things that her and I got to talk about before her death was uh, love and forgiveness. And uh, we had a very um, intimate conversation about that. And um, it's something that I'm thinking about very regularly in my everyday life. And I cannot help but wonder if we would have kept that conversation going, what would have happened? Um, so I say that to say to everyone, take the time to tell the people that um, it's still living and still in your life, how you feel, express yourself. If something's bothering you, say it. If you um, need closure, clarity, whatever that is in your life, it looks different for everyone you owe it to yourself and that person to do that because tomorrow's not promised to anyone. So this show is in honor of my mom. Her birthday is coming up May 26th and I wish she was still here, but she's not, but happy heavenly birthday. Um, So on today's show, I have a, uh, a guest that has been very pivotal in my career because he, uh, seen something in me that at the time I didn't see in myself and um, although we have clashed quite regularly over creative differences I can honestly say this is someone that supported me from the very beginning of Monica L. Garrison the becoming of Monica L. Garrison well before 17 reasons embrace your beautiful um, what's next conference before any of that ever even existed. And I was just trying (laughs) to figure out my way. Um, uh, He came into my life at a a time when I needed it the most. And I am deeply grateful for that. So it's um, nice to have him on the show. Um, Very grateful that he agreed to do the show today. And um, his name is uh, Zerniel Shackelford Jr., but we call him Z, and I like to call him Z-Rick. Funny story, my son, uh, when he first met him, for whatever reason, thought his name was Rick, and he would say, your friend, Mr. Rick, and it's like his name is Z. 
Um, so the Zeric just kind of is just the name that we use, um, and I still to this day call him Zeric, although it's not his name. But um, Daniel is the owner and creator, founder, all of those good things of Dark Side of the Light production. Um, he's a veteran. Um, uh, Zerniel has served our country, and I'm very grateful for that, as should you, <laughs> because some of us would never go to war or even enlist to um, serve the country. So I am grateful for that. Um, his production company specializes in short um, digital media content for the web and broadcast. Um, he's the proud father of four girls, four daughters, believe it or not. Um, if you don't know, I have three boys and all of their names begin with a K. And um, Zerniel has four girls. And of the four, three, um, name, uh, three of his daughters' names begin with K as well. So that is very um, interesting. Uh, another interesting point is that um, Z, his um, business is um, 90% female entrepreneurs and women-led businesses. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, he has been serving the community uh, professionally for about six years, and through those relationships, he has landed corporate um, clients, um, and forged a lasting bonding uh, relationships as well. And also, he's a filmmaker. He has um, directed a music video. He is extending his portfolio. So without further ado, everyone, please welcome Zarniel V. Shackerford Jr. to the show. Hey, Z. Hello. That's it? Hello? That's it. You said everything already, so I can go now. <laughs> I said everything? It's been nice. It's been nice. We love you all. Good night. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, I said a lot of nice things about you. Yes, you did. <laughs> Those creative differences. <laughs> After the mic turns off, <laughs> it'll be something different. It'll be something different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for joining the show. You're welcome. So one of the things I want to talk about um, is the fact that um, what I read about your bio is that 90% of your <clears throat> um, clients are female. I Was that? I don't believe in coincidence. Is is that how did that happen? Well, it happened. My um, very good friend of mine, Vera Brooks, who's also a filmmaker, she um, asked me to do a video for her, a music video actually, and she loaned me her camera after doing that video. It was for a local rapper, um, and then from there, very good friend of mine who I've known for a million years, over twenty years, Erica Gilchrist, she was starting her career as a speaker and an author and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, she wanted a promotional video done. And so Vera let me use the camera. I said, okay, let's shoot this video. I had no idea what the heck I was doing. Very new at it. And um, the video actually sucks. When we look at it now, it's like, oh my God, we would never do that again. But I mean, it was the first one and everybody's first kind of sucks. And, um, but because she's so dynamic and she meets so many people um, and has so many people under her umbrella, other people saw her videos and they were like, who did that? At the time, it was awesome, cutting edge, you know, and they, they wanted videos as well. And so it just kind of grew from there, you know, uh, just the kind of network that she has. One person says something to somebody else, another one says something to somebody else, and it just, and they're all women. So it just kind of happened that way. I didn't plan it. And then, yeah, it just kind of organically happened that way. Did you always want to do film and production? I've always wanted to do film, production, music, that kind of thing. I've never really cared for the whole promo stuff. 
you know, doing promo videos and stuff for people. That was never anything I wanted to do. But, you know, once I started getting paid for it, it's like, well, that's paying me and the film stuff isn't. I still want to do the film thing, but I'm building up the business and the equipment and the, the know-how and all that stuff to do the films that I want to do. Um, and I do like doing the promos now um, because it's, I, I see how it helps people. And, and I'm able to tell stories in, in a unique way from a filmmaker's perspective while still giving people the stuff they need for their business as well. And uh, with doing these promo videos or just videos in, in general, over the years, how have you seen the, the industry with, when it comes to video content and um, marketing as well? Because with the rise of Facebook, I'm assuming when you first started, Facebook wasn't what it is today and Instagram didn't exist. How do you see that um, affecting businesses today? Well, Facebook YouTube, Facebook, all the social media platforms are very instrumental. One, uh, traditional uh, advertising on TV and stuff is extremely expensive. And, and I don't care what they tell you as far as their audience goes. You have no idea who's watching right. what at what time and all that. Whereas with Facebook and YouTube, it's very targeted. You can pick almost exactly who you want to see this thing. Yeah. And, and it has a lot of control. And you don't have to spend as much money. So that's been a really good thing. The The downside is people still don't necessarily understand the value of video all they see is how much it costs and i get that it's not necessarily cheap but um you know overall it, it's it's a worthwhile investment i figure uh there's a company right now uh, a soda company i'll say pop soda whatever that i'm willing to bet a million and one people when i say soda or pop there's a particular brand that pops in mind almost certain there's a particular brand and that brand is still using video today and probably doesn't even have to. So if that brand is using video, unless you are one awesome brand and everybody knows you and, and no matter what they think, as soon as they hear this thing, it's like, we think that uh, you, it, it's probably in your best interest to use it as well. The statistics don't lie. Uh, video is extremely important. And um, somewhere along the line, uh, you, you probably should figure out how to work that into your budget. And when you talk about the the statistics, what are the statistics um, when it comes to filming um, a video? So, for instance, like on certain websites I go to, if there is a YouTube video or a little about us video, I'm more inclined to click on that and, and look at that video than to probably read the content on a page. Because for me, the video gives me what I'm looking for immediately. And then sometimes I will look at the video and then go read the content. How effective is the video when it comes to that? It's extremely effective. And, and all the statistics point to that as well. Because we all, and I don't think there's anybody listening to this right now that wouldn't agree with what you just said. They would much rather watch a video. And I'm sure there's somebody out there like, I don't want to see no video. And yeah, okay, that, that's, I'm sure there is. But the overwhelming majority of people want to watch a video. Um, there's a statistic that says something like one video is worth uh, three million words, whatever it is. Like there's some, you know, gigantic. And because with the video, you're getting a lot more information than you can with the words. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's really effective, and and uh, and more people are watching it. More people want to watch it. Uh, video content's getting easier to create, getting cheaper to create, and uh, it's just something that should be happening. Because if if you're not doing it you're going to get left behind at some point in time. Uh, right now, when you go to Facebook, I know, I don't know about you, but in my feed, I'm always seeing commercials, sponsored ads, um, different things that pop up that 
looks interesting and then I'll I will go and click on it and then it it leads me to their website or it leads me to their Facebook page. I have actually bought service and and because I seen that ad because it was attractive, it was short, it was to the mint, you know, to the point. Is there a certain way to you know, um from your standpoint creatively to uh, get the point across immediately to audience. Is there a, a certain time, like 20 seconds, 30 seconds, you're losing um, a customer? How how do you do that from the back end on the creative side? <clears throat> Actually, um, typically shorter is better, but that's not always the case either. Sure. Depends on your audience and what you're trying to do. I mean, you need to hook them quick, but... Um, it's actually a statistic that that states that Facebook and YouTube actually like longer video content. Um, it gets shared more than the uh, than the shorter ones. I actually did a very short video for my band, and and Facebook actually told me, "Hey man, this is pretty short. You know, um, you may want to consider having a longer video," which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, you know, typically people's attention spans are short, but if you have the right content. Um, you know, people can sit through several minutes of video and, and not lose it. If, if it's moving, like I like to keep my videos moving. Um, if it's a five minute video within that five minutes of time, I'm going to change things up. I'm going to change the music. Things are moving all the time. Um, I've seen videos that were five minutes that felt like 20 because the music kept looping the same way over and over again for the entire five minutes. There was nothing new being introduced, no graphics, no anything. Um, and it, it kind of, you know, speaks to the general ADD and culture now. But uh, if you keep it interesting, I think you can can make it longer too. But ultimately, I don't like to go into a, a project already deciding how long it's going to be. I kind of like to let it organically work itself out. Um, of course, you don't want to be in too long, you know, because then you can lose people. But it, you know, it's 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 a balance. It's, it's a fine balance between being creative, being effective. Uh, and, and telling the right message because sometimes you can't tell a message in 30 seconds. Sometimes it takes just longer to do that. I've, I've watched videos for that same pop company that I'm talking about that were, you know, about 10 minutes long and it, had, it wasn't even an advertisement. It's just stuff, you know, um, and you got to figure with the big brains that's behind those companies like that. Uh, if they're making 10 minute videos. There's, there's a reason why they're making 10 minute videos and it had millions of hits. You know, that, I don't know how many of those millions of people actually watched the video all the way through. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't care. It didn't speak to me at all. But it was fair. It, 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 it didn't go unnoticed that the video was very long and had a lot of hits from this particular company. And it was not an advertisement. It was just more like a day in the life of several different people that had no connection to each other whatsoever except the consumption of this drink. What uh when it comes to marketing and we know that with these soda companies and these big name you know organizations that at one point they did not have the name recognition that they have now but for up and coming entrepreneurs and people that are trying to to promote themselves how do you attract clients with video uh you have to keep doing it uh it's definitely a consistency thing. You can't okay. put a video out and just share it once and then expect everybody to see it. You got to keep, yeah. you got to keep pushing it. You got to keep sharing it, pushing other people to share it. Um, you know, likes are cool. 
mm-hmm. when people like stuff that's that's great but likes don't mean nothing. anything it means nothing <laughs> you know sharing is where it's at and especially you know you know somebody I, I think all businesses you know especially as entrepreneurs we should be sharing each other's content period yes you sure. know i hear a lot of people say oh well the people in my friends they don't like the you don't know that you got 2,000 friends you can't tell me that of those 2,000 friends nobody likes this you know and, and unless it's something that completely doesn't speak to who you are uh-huh. you know um there's some you know with the way the world is right now <laughs> you know there's a lot of content that that i can understand where people wouldn't want to necessarily share it but as long as it doesn't go against your core values or anything like that just share it man the, the share button is you know just a few inches away from the like button and it doesn't cost you any extra calories or money or anything, you know, just share it. And uh, you'd be amazed at, at how that could really work. But, at, you know, to your answer your question, entrepreneurs and stuff, they have to keep putting the content out. Yeah. You know, once you do it, just don't do it once and expect everybody to keep sharing, keep sharing it. Even if it's every week, have some kind of plan in place to keep sharing that stuff and, you know, create more of it. Some, you know, do some research, find out who's watching this stuff. There's analytics and stuff on Facebook and all that. Now, I, I'm, I'll admit, I don't understand how to read that stuff. I don't understand how to translate it necessarily to make it um, work better. But there are people out there that, that have that kind of knowledge that, you know, you may want to invest in hiring them to read the analytics and say, what is, what is this telling me? What should we change in this video? What should we do to make it better? And, and just hone the craft from there. It's, it's, it's going to cost some money and it's, it's going to take some time. But I guarantee those big companies we're talking about, they didn't get it right the first time. It took them some time to make that happen. And now they've got it, and they, but they have a team behind them too. And, and I, totally understand that as entrepreneurs we don't necessarily have necessarily have the resources the money the time and a lot of other things but um it's something that needs to be in your mind to make happen i figure if you're sharing the video from the latest star um you know celebrity out there you you should you could be sharing your own (laughs) just saying (laughs) you know i'm i go on a rant about about that how people will share um gossip and celebrity content but when it comes to someone that they know right or it, it's just it's like pulling teeth to get get one share it's like you know thumbs up a click of a like doesn't mean anything that does that's, that doesn't from an entrepreneur standpoint translate into a client into revenue uh but the way that we can gain revenue is through shares or not exposure. not like it's just to keep putting it out there put it on a page hey this is my friend check it out look at it go to the website is to is to do that it's word of mouth um the opportunities that I have received have been through word of mouth or someone that seen something that was shared on someone else's page or someone gave a ref, a referral. And um, for me, it, it works when you're an entrepreneur, we can't do it by ourselves. And I know that um, for me, you and I have worked closely. It's like behind the scenes, I'm doing a lot of stuff, you know, with trying to get it out there in front of people and um, even with my headshots professionally, I'm always updating pictures. How important is it when it comes to video content to constantly, I know you said consistency and having it out there, but to refresh, to keep it on the on minds of people, to, to have a new video, to have a new promo video or marketing yourself. How often should you be doing it or updating your content? That, that really, you know, depends on your budget and your time because it's not cheap. You know, unless you're doing the, the, the cell phone thing, I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of that, but in this culture and you know, today uh, it's, it's something that's accepted. I, um, with iPhones, do they give good enough quality to do e- even, even if it's a good quality yeah. image, 
the video still may not be a quality video. It may be the best resolution on earth and all that, stable and all that, but at the end of the day, the sound may be bad or it's okay. just the 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 overall idea and movement of the videos back because typically it's just going to be you or whoever and your face and nothing else you know and 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 that's okay yeah. you know to a point that is okay to you know getting stuff out there and, and having consistent you know and or, or just constantly putting stuff out there I think that's a good thing but you I think there should also be um, some professional or even if it's semi-professional something more uh-huh. than just uh, you know the the cell phone selfie thing there are companies out there like Powtoons um that allow you to create animated uh content uh fairly cheap you know there's a annual fee for it of course um you know but you get to create some really stunning videos without somebody like me having to do it uh the 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 plus side to having somebody like me doing it is I understand how to tell stories and stuff like that and I have the time the knowledge uh, and the know-how and the experience, but you know, if you don't don't have the money to hire me, it's, it's much less. You know, if I think four hundred or five hundred bucks a year, or whatever it is for Powtoons, um, that you have access to this stuff all the time. And uh, I think it's a worthwhile investment to at least check out. It's, it's pretty easy to do, um, and you can create some really stunning content with it. And typically, people like animated ads and stuff too. They they there's a lot of statistics that support the use of that and it's uh it's effectiveness so i mean you don't have to hire somebody like me to do all of it all the time i think at some point in time you should at least for one or two well i'll still keep it a professional ish you know uh and not just keep going with the cell phone thing again it depends on your audience too depends on your audience you know your audience better than i do and, and anybody else bottom line use video Bottom line, video, everyone. Uh, let's talk about that from an entrepreneur standpoint because you are an entrepreneur. How, uh, when it comes to pricing out the the cost of doing a a video with you, whether it's a promo or you're doing a book trailer because you've done that for me, or you um, also record live events as well, do you find it difficult as an entrepreneur when it comes to price and clients with um, people assuming that they can <laughs> barter with you with your prices and and try to um, negotiate the price down um, when you are coming with so much con- uh, equipment. When you come, you come full gear with all types of bags, microphones, cameras, set up, everything, tripods. It's not something that's cheap, as you mentioned. Um how is has that been for you as an entrepreneur? Because you do have an extensive list of clients that have different budgets. Do you have a budget for someone that's a beginner or starting out and they want to get themselves out there? <laughs> that's a really good question. I, you know, I, I think it's human nature. We all go to Walmart for a reason, right? We don't yeah. go to Walmart <laughs> because they're the most expensive thing on earth. We go there because we can get what we need for less than we can someplace else. And I totally get that. But we don't go to Walmart and say, hey, man, you know, it's 15, but I want it for seven. We don't do that, right? So, you know, when we go there, we pay what these people are asking for or you go someplace else. And so that's my thing too. I I used to have a problem with saying no. I don't have an issue with that anymore. I have enough, a a large enough body of work and experience that I don't have to say that anymore. I used to just take stuff just to, build my yeah. reel and yeah. you know and to get the experience myself because I didn't know what the heck I was doing and I didn't even feel right charging somebody 
if I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So right. it's like, yeah, you know what? Sure, no problem. But now I don't have to do that. Now I will take on some jobs if I feel like it's something that I really, really believe in, mm-hmm. that I could help this person. That also means though that the end result is liquid, meaning your your deadline mm-hmm. moves. If somebody's paying me ten thousand dollars to do a video, I'm not gonna finish yours at the same time as I'm finishing theirs. So the deadline may move, but you're you're getting something for free, if not close to nothing, a lot of times. So, you know, there's that. So I will help people out when okay. I can, but I don't necessarily have time to do that all the time anymore, especially now. I'm mostly busy. I always have something to do. As soon as I leave here, I have to go and do a bunch of editing for the rest of the day. I have six videos that are due uh, tomorrow. So, uh, and I've only finished one. <laughs> so I gotta, <laughs> wow. so yeah, so I got to get that knocked out because they're not, you know, they, they've already paid me most of the money. They don't want to hear um, that I was filming a podcast. <laughs> they want their video and I get that, you know, and it, it'll get done. I already know. I don't do anything that I don't, feel strongly that I can actually do. If I give you a deadline, it's either done before the deadline or uh, right at it. But typically I'm done before the deadline. Um, I don't have like entry rates, but I do have several packages that allow people to kind of pick and choose the budget, uh, you know, pick and choose a video depending on their budget. And most of the time, even at that, I I want to give people more than what, what they, they paid for anyway, yeah. just because I'm so creative and I'm looking at it like, man, you know, this is great. And it doesn't mean, you know, you're going to hire me for a thousand dollar video. And I'm going to give you the, the $3,000 package. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, now it, you know, you might get like a thousand, 1500, you know, what I, I typically ups, do it much more than what uh, you paid for just because I believe in helping people out. And, you know, when I, when I look at it, it's like, that's my work, man. It's, it's gotta be awesome. And my creativity sometimes gets away from me. And um, yeah, so there, there are no entry packages, but I do have packages for people that can help people along. And and I think all of them are very high quality. No matter which one you pick, the lowest package is still extremely high quality. And it's better than not having a video at all. And uh, how has it been for you with working, having a client base that's predominantly made up of women? Um do you find it at this point, um, you an expert at it, or is it still rather challenging when you are working with uh, female entrepreneurs? Um, working with me has not been easy <laughs> because I like what I like. I want what I want. And, and you, you people that have these expectations that, um, and they don't really realize what they're asking for and, and want. And like you mentioned, you know, people have small budgets but want a $10,000 package production. And I know I remember you were telling me about a guy who, <laughs> who wanted a video done, and he sent you a video of, of a celebrity. And oh. you're like, dude, this video is like a million dollars to make, but he yeah. only had a $100 budget. Yeah. And um, how has that been for you? Well, it's 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 been really easy working with women. I don't want to say it's been difficult because it hasn't been difficult. Sure. There's some people that are more difficult than others, but overall it's, uh, it's been really easy. I have four daughters, so I'm used to being around women, you know, at, at my house, there's the four daughters, my wife, there's a girl dog, and then there's the boy dog. So I'm used, to, I'm used to being around women all the time. And so it's, it's not difficult. Now, 
everybody's different from from each other as well. So to say that every woman is the same, they're not. Everybody's expectations are different. Some are easier to work with than others. Uh, some have higher expectations. Some don't know what they want at all. Uh, sometimes I like that a little bit better because then I'm able to really? give them something. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's cool because I'm able to build something for them and and then they're able to see it themselves and start to grow. Okay. Uh, whereas others that are very adamant about things being a certain way, and I'm okay with that as well. However, that does stifle you. It doesn't stifle no, because I'm I'm it's 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 your project. At the end of the day, no matter how creative I am, it's still your thing. I don't know your audience the way you do, so I'm never going to try to force my point of view on anybody. I will give you my opinion, and, you know, and, and let you know how I feel about it and why I feel a certain way about it. But you know, after that, it's yours. You're paying for it, so you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. And there's been times where I've seen it. It's like, hey, man, this is this is really cool. I never thought about that. And other times it's like, good luck, <laughs> you know, but I mean, it's, it's theirs and, and that's okay. And so far the people I know it's been serving them well, you know, uh, I, I think overall it's, it's been a good thing. I'm glad to hear that. How is it working with me? <laughs> I think it's breaking up a little bit. No, it's right. You, you want what you want. And I get it. You know, we're two different people. Um, I think you've learned a lot over the years. You came into it not knowing anything at all. I remember that first video you did for Udemy. And oh, you, my God. <laughs> Ooh, that was yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> you thought this thing was just awesome. Look what I did. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, look what you did. Very good. That's very good. Yes. <laughs> good for you. You did a video. But, um, no, you you know you you're who you are and and that's okay, and um, you know hopefully as you move on with uh, whoever is doing your video now, hopefully you've learned enough uh, that you know what to look for, what to listen for, and that kind of thing, um, and how to communicate that yeah. with somebody else. Um, you know I, I think that's a beautiful communication is is a big deal, and and allowing the back and forth that's that's also uh, a big deal. So I think you're gonna do all right. I appreciate the the confidence, Mr. Z. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so what would you, your advice be to up-and-coming um, uh, videographers that are looking to get into the business, that, that are, there are so many people that are now interested in video, and, and the, the YouTubers now blogging and blogging is just huge now. People that have millions of followers on um, YouTube and all, and they have a camera and a microphone and they um, are gaining so much um, exposure from that. And, you know, you have those that are still going more of the traditional way where they are in school learning production and video. For you, you didn't go to school, correct? That It was self-taught. What do you have for all of those inspiring um, videographers and people that are into, you know, production and that creative side? What would be some advice for them? I would say if you can afford to go to a school, do it. <clears throat> I'm not necessarily an advocate of school, but I, I do believe there are some things that had I gone might have made things easier for me to learn. Um, but I also feel like part of that kind of stifles the creativity as well because you get so into what's right and what's not. I don't care about that. I just whatever I see and hear, uh, I try to mimic 
what I see and hear from the professionals. Uh, whenever I'm doing a film or a commercial, whatever, I, I constantly watch commercials. I like watching the commercials. I like hearing the commercials, uh, just watching all this content. And to me, if mine is matching theirs as much as it can in quality and sound and image, uh, content flow and that kind of thing, uh, then, then that's good. And to me, that's my school. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, you have to know, man, there's no way some of these people, I've seen some videos from some people uh, that are calling themselves professionals and, and Hey, more power to them. Uh, but they, they can't believe this stuff stands up to what they see on TV and, and, and on the screen and movies and stuff like that. I, I, and the, and the people around them, you know, who are praising them and all that, which I get that for, you know, for being positive to your friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but at the same time, sometimes lying to them, that's not cool either. Just because, you know, you're trying to be positive. <laughs> sometimes they need some of that feedback because, because there's some stuff out there that's really bad. Uh, and I know we all have to start off somewhere. Cause like I said, that first video I did for Erica was terrible. Uh, absolutely terrible. Uh, but you know, I started to grow from that. I, I see people constantly putting out the same stuff all the time. You know, go to school if you can, if you can afford it. If not, pay attention to what you see and hear on television, on the internet, and try your best to mimic that as much as possible. If you're hearing sounds in your video that you're not hearing in the professionals' videos, then there's something wrong with your video. If you're seeing shakiness in your videos that you're not seeing in the professional videos, there is something wrong with your video. If the colors are all jacked up and you're not seeing it, there is something wrong with it. Learn from that and try to figure out how to correct that. You don't have to buy the most expensive equipment. Equipment's fairly cheap or cheaper than it used to be. I just bought a new camera now. It's like uh, close to $5,000 for this thing. But, you know, back in the day, this might have been a $10,000 camera or better. You know, so uh, you don't have to spend that much for, an, for a camera either. And, and a lot of them are, have automatic modes and stuff like that. Just invest. Invest in yourself, whether it be in school, equipment. Uh, don't go to Walmart buying a little camera at Walmart. If that's what you have to start off with, great. But l- learn from that and move into uh, bigger and better if you can, especially if you get taking people's money. That was one thing I never wanted to do is to walk onto a set with a handy cam. You know, some little thing I got from Best Buy. <laughs> you know, be like, yeah, let's shoot this bad boy now, mind you you know, the right person could take that handy cam. It don't matter the a five thousand dollar camera and some in my camera and some other people's hands won't matter that it was five thousand dollars. <laughs> it's just not gonna matter at all. Um so I know people that can take that handy cam and, and turn that into gold. But um but if you're taking people's money, you gotta come a little bit better than that. Usually when I come on the set like she said, people are like, Holy cow, you know, um they didn't realize how much I was on one set and they were like, Well this is for real. Yeah, it is. You know, I take it very seriously, and my content shows that. You do take it seriously, and um, what I find, uh, for me, you set the bar because you have been uh, the very first person that I have worked with when it came to, when it comes to video content. Um, I think you and I have worked together on seven videos, eight. I lost track. Every yeah. video. Quite it's quite a few. Every video I've ever done, you you have um, been behind it, and um, over the years, I have uh, <laughs> believe it or not, I, although I speak, I hate speaking in front of a camera, 
And I think doing these podcasts and I did the coaching sessions, I've um, had to speak in public. I've had to now do Facebook Live with um, Iris Nicole um, Patterson has made me more comfortable in front of um, the camera a little bit more than I was when you and I first started. Um, When you see, um, when you're doing film for um, some of your clients, um, is that something that you notice how difficult it is for them to to just be natural and to be themselves? And how does that translate when you are looking through the lens? Because you see something different than what anyone else see when it comes to um, getting that across to the audience, because it's been very helpful. You always tell me, loosen up, you know, cut, let's do it again. So what people, the final uh, project that people see is not what was really happening it was a hundred takes just to get a minute of content. Let me tell you, and I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, typically what you see that minute video probably took hours just to shoot. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. No, one one of the things that you'll see when people uh, in my comments and uh, reviews almost always they always say how I make them feel comfortable I'm never rushing people I mean unless we're on a clock you know it's like hey you know just we're here until two o'clock and we it's 159 <laughs> we got to get going you know but um, I try to keep people comfortable I understand that none of them have trained for this they didn't go to school to become actors and actresses being in front of a camera makes them nervous uh, typically most people come in really not prepared at all they say they are. It's like, I got this. And they get this like, oh, God, I don't got this, you know, and it's okay. I expect all that all the time. I've been doing it for a long time. I already know that's what's going to happen. So um, we just take our time and, and we try to get it right. And I know for me, as I'm watching and listening, I already know what I'm going to edit and what I'm not. So I already know what sound bites are going to be used. I already know um, which expressions, and, uh, hand gestures and all that stuff. As I'm watching it, I'm already editing in my head. So uh, typically, the end result looks a lot better than what they'd have ever thought uh, going in. Usually, though, it's you know, almost all the time people are talking about how I just how comfortable I make them feel, and that's really my job as as a photographer, videographer, whatever, to keep the person relaxed in front of the camera as much as possible because I know they're nervous. We can't have that translating. If you're supposed to be this awesome speaker, this powerhouse, this juggernaut. And they can see it's like, oh, my God, she's she's scared of herself. You know, that that doesn't translate very well. And so it, scared of herself. <laughs> yeah. so, so we have to fix that, you know, and it, that means making you comfortable and just getting the best shots, the best shots possible and fixing that and edit where necessary. Yes. Yes. Your 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 ed- editing um, is very critical, I think, to having a very good um, end product because I have seen video footage that looks very shoddy because of how the cuts were or how it was um, edited. Does that affect the overall content? Because for me, I think working with you and I tell you that all the time has caused me to look at video, even at the movie. Um, the movies a lot um, differently than before. I would just go to the movie. Oh, I watched the movie, never paid attention to any of the stuff. But now I look at things more closely. I'm listening. And I think that's just from actually coming to your studio, sitting with you, all of the, the back and forth with communication has taught me to have a different perspective when it comes to video and what I'm looking for. 
And um, for me, when I see videos that are poorly shot, even if the content is great and what the person is talking about, it's like, man, that lighting was bad. Look at the shadow or, um, you know, the camera was shaking too much or, you know, I'm looking at all of these things that kind of take away from the overall message. Do you find, what do you say about that? So I'm still learning and growing myself too. There's, there's things that I know I don't know, and I'm still trying to learn that stuff as well. The key is to try to make it as the, the best and awesome thing front as possible uh, so that there's less work to have to do in the edit. At the end of the day, though, the edit is where the magic really happens. But it's like a sandwich, basically. If you have spoiled meat, putting it between the bread, you know, I don't care how you dress it up, it's still going to be nasty when you bite into it, right? So, uh, you know, getting good content going in as the best you possibly can uh, is key. And, and I have to go back to watching uh, and learning from the content that's already out there from the professionals. You don't have to have the same equipment, the same budget and all that. Of course, yours is going to look and sound slightly different because of all that. I, I totally get that. But you don't have to go into it thinking small. I'm doing a short video now, a short film for a young lady. She wants her film to feel large, and I think it should. I think when people do these short content uh, things, they just go, oh, it's just a short, it's just tiny, like whatever. To me, it's a short, it's a film that happens to be short, not a short film. And I think if you use that mindset, uh, you have a, a bigger feeling about it. You have a greater feeling about it and a greater appreciation for it and you take it more serious than it's just, oh, it's just this. It's just a quick thing and it's really not. It should be huge, even though you don't have the huge budget. <laughs> well, I think all my stuff is huge. You should <laughs> you should think of your content as huge and not just some little thing because you you're, you are the brand and you represent your brand and if you don't feel good about your own content and what you're trying to create how can you expect that uh, for someone else so before we wrap up I can't believe this hour has gone by man seem like just old friends talking huh oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so how can people reach out to you how can they contact I'm everywhere. Facebook. Uh, I don't do Instagram much. I really need to get into Instagram. Yes. My uh, my internet guru, Vanessa Cabrera, she's been beating me up for the last few months to make me get on Instagram. And I have an Instagram account, but I really don't use it like I should. Uh, I'm just too busy. I'm creating other people's content. So that's why I'm not on Instagram because of you people, because you're just making me work you real hard. Too. I'm on Twitter too. Yeah. So you can find me everywhere. If you Google my name, you'll you'll definitely find me everywhere. My name is uh, difficult to to say and spell but it'll be in the description right will yep. it be yep so yeah click in the description i'm I'm everywhere twitter facebook youtube especially youtube uh, my website uh linkedin i'm on linkedin uh, i'm everywhere i should be i think i just don't do it a whole lot on instagram what's your website what's your web address uh darkside.com d-a-r-q-u-e-s-y-d-e.com Okay. Yeah, so I hope that's going to be the description because I know that's. I yeah. will put that in. The Outstanding. Description. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, it's the same for on all of the social media, dark side or is it Zernial? Mm -hmm. Are you by your name? Yeah, some of the stuff is by my name and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll send you all the links. 
because yeah, it's, it's not all. It's not all the same. Universal like that. No, that's something I need to change though. Okay. For sure. And also, what other projects do you have coming up? Because I know a few years ago you filmed the pig movie. Do you have mm-hmm. another movie, more video, um, music videos, and also weddings? Weddings is a big time. Uh, you know, summer is a big time of the you know the season when weddings. Um, do you even mm-hmm. film? <laughs> I don't think you do weddings. <laughs> the Z-Man don't do weddings. <laughs> No, I, I just really don't want to get caught up in that. However, I do think I have an angle because I could actually quit. I work a regular job too, but I think if I was doing weddings, I could actually quit my job. I don't like doing weddings because I think it's just too personal. Um, you know, stuff like the corporate stuff and the stuff like you're doing, there's a script, there's room for movement, there's room for creativity and say, hey, let's try this. Let's try. Weddings, not so much, man. You know, if I miss grandpa's first tear, grandpa hasn't cried in 30 years that you missed his first tear. I'm just going to really be bad. So I, I stay away from that. But again, I, it's not lost on me the amount of money I could make and, and really uh, change my life, to be honest with you, if I was doing that. Uh, but there is an angle I'm looking at at weddings. I don't want to speak on here yet, but uh, that I'm looking that I may actually start doing it uh, a, a certain type of wedding. And just stick to those as opposed to just weddings in general. Other than that, yes, I'm doing music videos. From, I'm in a heavy metal band called Three Days from Dying, so I'm doing our music videos. Been doing some music videos for other local artists. I'm meeting with a local artist tonight. As a matter of fact, she's a black country singer um, that I think is just totally cool. Her last name is actually my brother's first name, which I thought was just really? insane. Yes, really cool as heck. That's why I reached out to her. Like, man, I need a, I need a country music video on my roster because everything I have is rock and rap. So having her on my roster would really be cool. Um, I do have a short film, a vampire thing that I wrote that I'm going to shoot this summer. I haven't done my own content in a long time, but I, I plan on shooting that. Uh, Erica's got a bunch of new stuff coming up. I'm shooting stuff for her. I just, I'm, I'm constantly busy, constantly busy. Yes, so yeah, very busy I never stop. Yes, I'm a very busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to bring up your band, but I wasn't for sure if you wanted to talk about um, your band, but Z is, is is the lead singer of um, Dark Side. No, not Dark Side. Why am I saying Dark Side? That's the name of your company. Three Days from Dying. I've been to your concert before. Um, so check him out as well. In your um, the band do have a, a Facebook fan mm-hmm. page as well, and it's it Three Days from Dying, and it's the the number three, right? Well, not the word three. three. So number three. So look that up as well. And um, also, I will provide, when I do all of the posts, um, the links for uh, Z so that you can find him as well. And um, you can also go to his website. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. And he's live in studio. Quote, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> my first person to be live in studio with me and not over the phone. So I'm really excited about it. Um, so I. Is this thing on? You know, you just messed up my microphone. Oh, did I? No, I don't no, know. No, I wouldn't know. Because <laughs> we don't drop microphones here, man. That stuff's too expensive. We it's very <laughs> expensive. So, in closing, I hope you guys have learned something about the importance of video and how if you need to um, expand your brand, get that message out there, you need to have some form of content, video, um, if you can't afford someone like Z, um, you know, there are other avenues, like we mentioned, hey, you could possibly do it by your phone because that's acceptable now. But video statistics have shown 
it will translate over into clients into revenue. Mm -hmm. It's important. Most people don't want to read. We already know that, unfortunately, but they will watch a video. And um, the only way that you can get yourself out there, it, it oftentimes is through video and having content and being in someone's feed. The more I see the same people some days all the time in my feed, they're always putting stuff out there. You have to remain consistent and you also have to be willing to share people, you have to share content. You know, don't just hit a, the thumbs up like button, but also share and put that out there. You know, you have a lot of entrepreneurs that are working hard to um, make a career for themselves and they're following their dream and passion. And the only way that we can do that is if we support one another. So again, I thank Mr. Zerniel Zerick <laughs> for being on the show today. And um, I will be back next week with a, another um, guest. And if you are interested um, yourself in being a guest on What's Your Why, you can email me directly to admin at haloglobal.me. Again, admin at haloglobal.me. Also, I have my conference coming up, the What's Next conference. That is Saturday, June 8th from 3 to 6. I have some amazing speakers that will be on the panel for this year. I have Dr. Marlon Haywood, uh, Mark Jefferson, and James Gray, Jr. Um, these guys, I um, actually... Um, <laughs> We have great conversation. Um, I know all of them um, personally, and um, I'm really excited about what's to come with the conference. This is will be the second annual conference, and uh, I'm looking to expand, to travel, to take this on, on, on the road. My plan is to have this conference in um, Dallas and Atlanta as well. So for me, if you you can't dream big, you know, uh, you got to go home. And so for me, I have big dreams. And oftentimes, I have no idea how it's going to happen. But I do have belief and faith in myself to know that if I can create this out of nowhere, I can get I can get a tour as well. So until next week, guys, have a um, blessed day, a blessed weekend, and I will talk to you later. Bye. 